Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's make it the uh, 10th caller right off the top to get that certificate from Sorgles, 412-922-1020. 10th caller wins it. And if you have a question for Doug, come one, come all, get on the lines at 866-391-1020. Lots to talk to you about before you get rolling. Um, I saw the Rolling Stones new video, Angry. It is a tremendous video, well done, and I think it's going to reignite them in top 40 music. And I also think they're going to get reintroduced to some young people who may not know that much about the Stones. So Hackney Diamonds is the name of the new music, October 10th, and I couldn't wait to talk to you. And I watched the presser. You got to just love these guys, man. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, it's exciting. First uh, new music in 18 years. <laughs> so as I said on the radio and I told my social media audience, if Doug says it's true, it's got to happen. You got to believe they're going to tour now, right? You'd think. Yeah, I thought so. But the rumor is like not till next summer, which makes no sense at all to me. Uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't get that. You know, you put out new music, you got a tour behind it. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. They're secretive. And Vince Nagy of Davy Tree stopped by my homestead the other day. And whatever he put on those spotted lanternflies, they have disappeared. That's so thank awesome. you for hooking me up with them. Yeah, I saw that was a cool video with you and Vince from Davy Tree. Good. Yeah, he did a great job. He doesn't like to come out like when I'm, uh, you know, when he's at my house. I'm just like, you want to do something? And he's like, not really. Well, <laughs> so I kept you, thinking you, all day. You, you must have talked him into it. I got up early. I kept thinking, Doug said this guy doesn't want to do this, so maybe I shouldn't ask him. But he was very receptive. And I got to tell you, whatever he applied, and I. Sorry, but I forget what it was. It did an incredible job. I had spotted lanternflies all over, and they're all gone now. Oh, that's awesome. Well, speaking of spotted lanternflies, uh, my wife's walking the dog. She's like, what is going on underneath this tree? It's all black, and there's black coming down the tree. And there's a giant tree of heaven. That's their favorite tree is, is tree of heaven. It's a, it's a weed tree. Let them have it. But, oh, my gosh. Under that tree, that they excrete this honeydew, which is just disgusting. But under that tree, it's got to be eight feet around, um, and it's just just awful. I, I've you know, again, let them have that tree because if you cut down that tree, they'll go somewhere else. But there's something interesting going on. Um, there's the spotted lanternfly invasion archive. Uh, so the SLFIA. There's a new project headed by Dr. Michelle Duenas at St. Vincent, Vincent College and Dr. Al McDonald at Chatham University. And with the support from the student courses and community members in Allegheny and Westmoreland counties, they aim to build a sample collection of the spotted lanternfly, the invasive species, to serve as a historical record of their movement. 
So this is interesting. Uh, you know, it's just a recent in invasion here, <laughs> but it's a rare opportunity, they're saying, to study and record the spread of the spotted lanternfly. And so uh, I've got all the information at my website. They want you to collect some of the spotted lanternflies, and they have like a a thing they'll send you that you put the, the, the pest in alcohol to preserve it, and they're going like, to study DNA. They're going to study the males, the females, and try and figure this all out. And I just thought that was absolutely fascinating. Um, and a friend of mine... Uh, who listens to the show, Rod, sent me the information, and I was just like, I hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, so check that out at the website. If you want to help in studying the, the spotted lanternfly, that would be a great thing. Uh, we have uh, a big show today. I've got uh, right after the break, and I'm going to try and get out of this first break early, uh, Clay Mac Mankemeyer was a first responder to the Flight 93 crash, and He'll tell you the story. It, it's rather moving, but it uh, <clears throat> basically channeled. He basically channeled his frustration and and anger and pain to make this amazing garden right out uh, in Shanksville, uh, just a quarter mile from the entrance of the Flight 93 Memorial, uh, called the Remember Me Rose Garden. We're going to talk to him at, uh, right after the first break. Mrs. Know It All later is trying to reimagine her garden, believe it or not, and I want to hear all about that. But today, I am going to be out at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse at 1 p.m., right when the Steelers game starts, Rob. <laughs> Perfect timing. Hello, 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 no. hello. No, they show up Thank for you. you for both of you showing up. <laughs> Mom and Dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today at 1 o'clock at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse, it's off I-79, uh, the Bridgeville exit, uh, 79 South, uh, in McDonald. Uh, so uh, it's a really cool place. I'm presenting Fall Planting Secrets and I've got some stuff to give away. It's their open house, so they have lots of prizes and local vendors. And again, all that information is at uh, dougoster.com. And I thought it was uh, really cool that, uh, 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 again, another gardening friend was talking about uh, she saw this plant called jewelweed growing out uh, somewhere, and it was this amazing pollinator plant. And jewelweed is actually a weed, but... If you look carefully at it, it is a beautiful weed. Uh, it's from the impatient family, and the ones that I have, and I don't let them all go. I pull out. It's, you know, you, some people call them a water weed. Uh, I pull some of most of them out, but I leave some up because it is a great pollinator plant. Well, she wants me to save her some seeds because it's a, it's a wild plant. There's no. Uh, she called like the nurseries, and there's no. Uh, there's no way to find the seeds, so I'm going to save her some seeds from jewelweed. Sometimes yellow, sometimes orange flowers. Uh, it's it's a it shouldn't be a weed. And actually, what, what's cool about it is that uh, it usually grows by poison ivy because jewelweed, it's not a cure for poison ivy. There's no cure, but it's a treatment for poison ivy. Rob, you want to take a break a little early? Let's take a break a little early and get back and get our special guest on the line. This is the Organic Gardener for Sunday morning. Doug Oster, DougOster.com on KDKA. All right, we are back, and Doug has got a very special guest because we are getting ready to remember 9-11 just hours away. So, Doug, if you will. 
We are welcoming Clay Mankemeyer to the show. He's been on the show before. I worked with him for a long time. A big supporter of what he's doing out uh, right across from the Flight 93 Memorial, uh, the Remember Me Rose Garden. Clay, welcome to the show. Good morning, Doug. Thanks for having me. If you don't mind, uh, take us back to that day and uh, explain, you know, what happened that day from your perspective and how it inspired you to create this garden? Well, I uh, have a home with my family uh, in Shanksville uh, near the uh, crash site. And the peace and tranquility of this place where uh, I chose to uh, finish raising my family after serving in the military as a military policeman and uh, with the state police in Pittsburgh uh, was supposed to be a quiet refuge for me in, uh, in this place where nothing ever happens. Uh, and it happened on 9-11 that that plane <clears throat> was bought down uh, basically in my backyard just over the hill. Uh, and uh, uh, the result was... Um, uh, a, a bit of uh, terror for the community and, and anger and frustration for me was the story unfolded of the uh, needless loss of life that that happened there and a, a tremendous tragedy. And that turned into uh, a, a desire to do something uh, positive uh, from um, from that tragedy. We call our Rose Garden um, a, uh, a, a project to bring a beauty from ashes. And I think that's, that's what we've accomplished. I served on a task force, uh, which was uh, tasked with uh, planning for and building uh, the uh, formal park, uh, but uh, members of the, the family and uh, the community uh, loved the idea bought before our committee uh, to have a living tribute, a, uh, a rose garden, a beautiful rose garden um, that would serve as a, a memorial in addition to um, the national park. You know, the, the garden is open every day from dawn to dusk, and it's been a work in progress, uh, and I've co- covered it since the, the beginning, Clay, and you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. What will we see when we come to that garden? Well, it features the uh, Fountain Plaza as a centerpiece, uh, surrounded by about 400 of the Julie Andrews roses, uh, which is, has really uh, served us uh, well and up in this uh, uh, mountaintop where it's a very harsh climate and harsh winters. Uh, she has uh, done her job there and uh, survived uh, uh, quite well and is in um, full regalia mm-hmm. now, uh, and uh, as well as uh, thousands of uh, perennials uh, surrounding the Fountain Plaza is a compass rose uh, design uh, with the north, south, east, and west points and intermediate points all populated by a variety of, of different roses and perennials, uh, thousands of them actually. Um, a, a cross plaza uh, near uh, flanks it uh, that actually displays the uh, original life-size cross that was placed and became the centerpiece of the temporary memorial over there. The Park Service uh, could not uh, display it because of uh, getting um, lawsuits, and they uh, uh, gave it to uh, to uh, us to uh, make a proper tribute and dis- uh, display there a half mile hiking trail 
surrounds the garden through the beautiful uh, woodlands there um, and is a, pay, a place uh, of, of peace and serenity. We call it a living tribute as opposed to the park next door, which is a which is a beautiful facility, but it is necessarily brick and mortar and hardscape. And so uh, uh, I feel and, and we've been told that uh, what we've created here is a wonderful uh, contrast, indeed a living tribute uh, to the uh, sacrifice made by the heroes on Flight 93 who bought that plane down here uh, rather than allow it to reach its intended destina- destination in Washington, D.C., uh, the capital building where it would have cost, uh, they believe, uh, several thousand more lives. And you can see it from the air. That's what I think is interesting. Talk a little bit about your idea there that since you're on a flight path that you can see it from, you know, from a, uh, a, a commercial airliner from above. Uh, yes, it actually wasn't my idea. Um, I was on the task force, and we were um, uh, that when the uh, rose growers showed up with the idea of creating this uh, rose garden, um, the, the members of uh, the uh, uh, families of the the, uh, the fallen at Flight 93 uh, really liked the idea, but uh, the uh, fellow crew members uh, that uh, lost their um, uh, their mates uh, wanted something that they could see uh, that would uh, distinguish the garden on the ground uh, that they could point it out uh, as as they passed over this heavily traveled air corridor um, to the passengers and say if you look out your right window on the ground you'll see this compass rose uh, design marking the area where uh, our heroes bought down the the uh, flight 93 and our uh, fellow workers um, uh, gave their lives. They wanted it to be seen from 30 to 40,000 feet was the dilemma. And the answer to that was this uh, large uh, round fountain plaza with the points 93 feet long for uh, Flight 93, uh, short points, uh, intermediate points 40 feet long for the 40 heroes, a fountain plaza uh, filled with the blue-dyed water uh, uh, that was uh, 40 feet uh, across and all populated with these uh, uh, beautiful uh, roses and perennials. And indeed, uh, if you go on Google Earth, uh, it sticks out like a sore thumb. You can see it from space, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, I think we've uh, uh, accomplished our, our mission there and answered their request. That's amazing. Uh, it's been a long journey to create this garden. Talk about that, uh, the struggles, and then your feeling of, of seeing this dream come to fruition. Uh, well, there's been many struggles. It, uh, the uh, task force uh, for the national park wrapped. Uh, we wrapped wrapped up our uh, job there. It took um, actually close to ten years uh, to bring that uh, uh, to to fruition. But the park would not accommodate a uh, a garden. They said just by regulation, they decided that especially rose gardens were too much maintenance, too many uh, uh, chemicals that would uh, would have to be a- approved for use, and they they just wouldn't uh, uh, wouldn't hear to it. Uh, so the answer then was the uh, families who, uh, really came up with the uh, uh, what we needed. Uh, they bought up 
properties from a fund that they created themselves, uh, bought up the property around the formal park for a buffer zone uh, to keep down commercial development there uh, with funds that they had raised or their own funds. And that included this beautiful spot uh, on the mountaintop um, the, the, where uh, we were able to uh, place this rose garden. They liked the idea when we we uh, uh, floated it there, and uh, they came to me and, uh, uh, and said, "How? what do you need to make this happen? We like this idea. Uh, and I said, I need 15 acres. <laughs> and they said, where do you want it? And it just so happened we were meeting at under this giant cell tar that bordered the, the park just up from the entrance to Flight 93. National Park, and I uh, pointed to it, and I said, right here. Mm-hmm. And so it uh, all came together from that point uh, after a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, sweat and toil. Uh, uh, we've created a, a, a garden site that uh, uh, people walk away from with tears in their eyes, especially as we're given the opportunity to tell of the uh, sacrifice made uh, that day uh, that we're about to commemorate uh, that uh, bought that uh, plane down uh, plane down there. So we, uh, we're low-key. We're not uh, planning a, uh, any type of big memorial celebration. We'll leave that to the park next door. Um, but we are uh, entertaining the crew of the uh, um, United States um, naval ship that was built from uh, iron, re- recycled from two huge drag lines uh, that were on the, on the site. And uh, they've uh, they've called and asked to uh, uh, tour the garden, and we get calls like that um, often, and people show up uh, wanting not only to see the garden, but to hear the story of the sacrifice made at, uh, that that day that we're commemorating coming up here on 9/11. Well, Clay, I want to thank you very much for sharing uh, your stories and for the work you're doing out there. The Remember Me Rose Garden, it's right across from the entrance to the Flight 93 Memorial, and it is an amazing garden filled with roses and perennials and wildflowers and a walking trail. You should go out and take a look at it and never forget what happened on 9-11. All right, Clay, thank you for the call. Good stuff. We'll come back. Now we want you to call and talk to Doug about gardening, 866-391-1020. Yes, he is on, but just for two more segments. So if you have a question for Doug, call right now. Let's talk some gardening, 866-391-1020. And if you're the 10th caller, you win a gift certificate worth $25 to Janoski's, Janoski's Farm in Clinton, Pennsylvania, 412-922-1020. And Doug is on the road today. Yeah, what would you rather do at 1 o'clock? Watch that silly Steelers game or see me? A real winner. A real winner, right. At <laughs> 1 o'clock today, I'll be at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse off I-79 South, Bridgeville Exit in McDonald. It is an amazing greenhouse. Today is their open house. Lots of prizes, cool local vendors. And I'll be presenting Planting for Fall, all my secrets about fall planting. And we have so much fun there. And Russ Bedner and company are just a, a, a great family. And uh, lots of cool plants. So they grow most of their own plants, which is why they're so great. All right, Rob, let's see who wants to talk. All right, let's say hi to Kevin. Kevin, you're on KDKA. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. 
Uh, Doug, I have a question. A friend of mine is an avid gardener, gardener and he loves garlic, and he was asking me where you find hot garlic, and I figured you would know of anybody. Say it again. You're breaking up a little bit. Hot garlic. Hmm. Garlic with a little bit of heat. Oh, as far as the variety, one that's a little spicy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, we could find that for you. In fact, I was going to talk about my uh, Janoski's garlic. Uh, that's where I love to get it. It's grown locally. Uh, the variety they have will will give you enough spice to wake you up. Uh, the wonderful thing about that Janoski garlic is that you buy it as a food crop and not as a seed crop, and so it's much less expensive. Again, grown locally, so we know it's hardy. It's good stuff. Every, everybody that I've sent out uh, over the last few years to Janoski's to pick up some garlic and plant it uh, has been overjoyed and send me pictures of their harvest, and I've been overjoyed with the, the, the garlic that I grow from there. So that's the place to get it. You know, if you can't get out to Janoski's, if, if it, you know, you're on the other side of town or something like that, there are lots of local sources for, for garlic, and that's the, the trick. You can't just go to the supermarket and buy garlic and plant it because we don't know if it's hardy. Sometimes it's sprayed with something that stops it from sprouting. And so we have to either go to a good nursery, uh, to a farm, you know, even the grocery store, if they have it labeled as locally grown garlic, it is fine to plant. Now, we're not doing that job now until, you know— Mid-October, but all the way through mid-November now, uh, as the winters have uh, slowed in starting, you know, we used to always always plant about that second week of October, but it, it's, it's so warm, and it has been so warm in the past maybe 10 seasons that I've been planting some in October, but mostly in, uh, in November. Uh, one thing that, you know, that I'm just besides planting garlic bulbs, is planting all sorts of other bulbs. I was at uh, some nurseries yesterday, and everyone's bringing in their bulbs. Oh, man, don't delay. I, I use this thing called a power planter auger. Uh, you can, all the, the information's on my website. It's a made-in-America, $27 item that you'll never have to replace. That makes bulb planting easy, but think of all the bulbs that you can plant that are critter and deer resistant, and there's a ton of them. You know, go to the nursery, get some bulbs. If you need something special, something different, uh, this is the time to order your bulbs before everything's sold out. Uh, start at the nursery, see what's there, and go from there. Uh, I've got a, a plant, and I posted a picture of it uh, last week on social media, called Sweet Autumn Clematis, or Clematis. You can say it either way. And I'm telling you, it is going crazy. And I bought it this time of the year, probably maybe last season or the season before. And once those roots get established, you have this, you know, in my case, it's 10 feet tall and filled with little white flowers. It's uh, it's just amazing. And I bought it from Han Nursery. And speaking of Han Nursery, I will be there next week. And it's a very special, special event Next week, Han Nursery, noon to two, I'm helping you shop. I do this every year, and I love doing it. Uh, I, you know, I don't have anything invested in that. You know, my, 
I don't, I don't, if you buy a tree or a shrub or a perennial, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just there to, to point you in the things in the right direction of the things that I love. And now, if you come see me next week at Han Nursery, everyone who comes gets a free brand new gardening book. I've got 50 different new gardening books sitting in my office, and they've got to go. The first 10 people who come get a free bottle of concentrated Bob X animal repellent, courtesy of Bob X. And then uh, a, a listener has a bunch of chestnut tree seedlings they want to get rid of, and so I'm going to be giving those away while they last two. That's next week. We'll talk about it uh, next Sunday, but uh, I am looking forward to that next Sunday and, of course, today uh, at uh, Bedner's 1 o'clock. We're going to talk about fall planting. It's their open house, lots of prizes and all sorts of stuff. Talk about fall planting. I talked to Vince at Davy Tree the other day. We did that little video just to kind of promote your show and what they do with you. But talk about fall planting and how there are some things you can really get into this time. Well, as soon as I'm done here today, <laughs> I got uh, four bags of compost that I got at uh, Han Nursery yesterday. I'm going to go and improve my beds, and I've got a flat of onions and turnips and arugula, and I can't remember what else is in there. Maybe some radishes, some Swiss chard. And again, you know, we're always talking about these planting windows and another window has opened up. You know, we've got rain today. We've got cooler temperatures. You know, there's all sorts of stuff to plant now. For me, it's the it's getting started on these kales and, uh, you know, other greens and lettuces. You know, I've got some going, uh, you know, two weeks ago that are doing great. We're harvesting already. But I want to be harvesting all the way, certainly through Christmas. And this is when I'm planting these things. Even some things from seed. You could throw some some greens in. There's a couple things that, that I love from seed that you could plant right now. One of them is called tatsoi, and it comes from the same family. Kale is only it's actually edible. And it's just this dark green uh, kind of rosette plant that uh, is very mild. You could throw it into a cell, and a kid wouldn't even know. And it must have cool weather. you know. So you throw those seeds in now. I throw them into something called a cold frame. And that cold frame is uh, just a unheated uh, greenhouse out there, you know, banked at 30 degrees, 35 degrees, facing south. And I'll have the top open right now, and I'll put these cool weather crops into that, uh, you know, the seeds, and they'll sprout. By the time they get going, it's going to get pretty cold, and then I can close the top on, on cold days. But you don't have to do it that way. You know, there's lots of other ways to grow these cool weather crops with uh, floating row cover. Uh, sometimes I use a three mil thick um, drop cloth from the hardware store with a little bit of support. You're kind of making an outdoor greenhouse, but you're choosing plants that are, are just love, not only survive, but thrive in cool weather. And, uh, you know, it, it's, and we'll, we'll be talking about this next few weeks. It's, also trees and shrubs, uh, perennials, you know, bulbs. These are this is the the second most important season after spring. Mrs. Know-it-all moments away. Doug Oster, dougoster.com. Next hour, it's Frank Dentisi and the Coons Cooking Hour on KDKA. And she's on with Doug too. Time again for Mrs. Know-it-all. That's horticulturalist De- horticulturalist Denise Schreiber who just texted me before we came on. A nice picture of a bulb of garlic. Yeah, my garlic did extremely well this year. That and I grew a um, 
an Italian onion. Uh, it, it's a, what they call a torpedo onion. And it was great. You was, know, and it's mild and it's sweet. Was the onion from a set or from a seed? Or how did you, how did you find that unusual uh, Italian onion? Well, I actually got it from Renee's garden. And they're, I don't want to say they're sets. They are plants. They're very tiny. It was like I was afraid I was going to hurt them trying to <laughs> pull them apart, you know. Um, and I got them in the ground, and they just took off. And But they're very mild and sweet, you know. And, you know, you don't always need the bite of a yellow onion. You know, sometimes you want an onion that's edible. And I grow a lot of green onions, too, just, you know, from the sets, you yep. know, because I'll use them in soups. Now, what is this about you rethinking your garden? Well, it's not only me rethinking my garden, and everybody kind of needs to think about it. Another friend of ours, uh, Martha Swiss, is also rethinking her garden. We were having this conversation that she, you know, I grew strawberries this year. It'll be the last time. I'll go to the store and buy them, frankly. It was, it's like kudzu in my garden. I can't even find, it ate my tomato plants, a couple of my <laughs> tomato plants. Just went right over them, you know. Um, but, you know, I will always grow tomatoes. I will always grow my green beans. I grow peppers in containers, so that's not in the vegetable garden. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'll grow my radishes. But I have a few other things in there that just were okay, and I, don't, I won't plant them again, but they took up space, and I don't want to do that. Um, I have a flower garden that part of it is my day lilies, which are going to stay there. And then I have some perennials that, you know, people have sent me over the years. And frankly, there's only three perennials in there that I'm going to keep and I'm going to rip them out. And I'm going to put annuals in next year because I like the variety. I like the color, you know, and with annuals, you actually get more bang for the buck. You know, you've, you know, perennials are nice. You know, they bloom for a couple of weeks, and then you wait till next year. This way, I have color all season long, and I want to do that. Martha grew ground cherries, and uh, she grew chickpeas. And, you know, she thought, oh, I'll grow them because she likes them. Well, the, the ground cherries were miserable to harvest, and... You know, you got to clean them off and everything. And her husband doesn't like them, so she wasted that space in the garden. And it's the same with the chickpeas; they were just so so growers. And while it's nice to grow something different, are we willing to put the work and the effort into something in the garden that you know we might eat once, and that'll be it? It's funny. You know, it's so funny. Without- it's funny how. Gardeners change, you know, at one point you're saying, you know, you're thinking like, you, you know, I'm going to put perennials in all over here, you know, that that's, then I don't have to plant annuals. And then you see the perennials that are not blooming as much as you'd like. And then you kind of go the other way. You're like, well, you know, I, I these perennials just aren't doing it for me. I want annuals. And I've had two years of crop failures with uh, chickpeas, you know, again, trying that same sort of idea. Like, you know, I want to try something different, but you're right. How how many meals are you going to get out of that? 
Yeah, and you know, I don't think chickpeas are very well suited for our, our climate, whether it's the soil or the temp. And let's face it, this summer was just awful. You know, you know, my water bill's like eight thousand dollars. Yeah, not quite, but you know, but you know, I have soaker hoses. I have plants that I had healed and that I planned to, you know, transplant. And because it got so hot, uh, they're still healed in. So I am hoping with this weather cooling down, I will be, because I have a new bed and I haven't been able to plant it just because of this weather, you know, and it's going to be perennials and shrubs. Uh, It is out in the front, which means there's not going to be annuals because mm, the deer are going to walk, the deer walk right by by there. So, you know, it's just, do I want to put my time into this? And and did I get what I wanted out of it? And I will tell you, I do grow potatoes and you'll get a few meals out of them, but there is nothing like a fresh potato. All right, Mrs. Know-it-all. Fun conversation about how things change. Uh, Come see me today, one o'clock. Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse uh, down in McDonald off 79 South. We're going to have a lot of fun today. They've got prizes and local vendors and everything. As always, I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com. Uh, lots of spotted lanternfly information there, and we talked about this earlier in the show. There's a spotted lanternfly research project, and I've got all the information there online. Uh, you know, we've got to work to, to, to try and do everything we can to— to learn about the spotted lanternfly. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug, good stuff. Stay with us. The Coons Cooking Hour after David Ballarato in the news next on KDKA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.